I'm Rob. I'm John. And this is the Mint One Podcast. Where we talk all things NFTs and the rise of blockchain gaming. So, John, it's been a hell of a year. Perhaps we should uh, recap? Yeah, let's take a look back at everything that's happened in 2022 and look ahead to 2023. Well, as last week's episode showed, this isn't the uh, this isn't quite the the year we <laughs> had hoped. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, there's been hacks, there's been collapses, there's mm. been uh, an elongated bear market. Uh, but that's not to say there's not been good things as well. There's an and... Elon Musk pun in there that I, I feel I... like we, we missed. <laughs> That's well, I, I, I missed it wholeheartedly, so... Right, it, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll circle yeah, that round. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if we get it before the end of the episode. But, I mean, that's just one of the many things that's happened this year is Elon's takeover of Twitter, which isn't really, like, Web3 related, really, but... It, it's definitely... I mean, it definitely affects it in, in some way. I don't know if it's superficial only. Um, well, it affected it yesterday when Twitter went down, so... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's finally, it's the end. Elon's finally hit the off button." Um, but no, it is back now. No. Um, but as I was saying, um, it, there has been a, a lot of downsides this year, but there has also been a lot of upsides as well, and there's been yep. a lot to be be happy about and mm. to celebrate. And I think for our final episode of 2022, um, we'll we'll attack both ends. We'll talk a bit about some of the some of the crap. <laughs> that's mm. happened but also some of the things we can look forward to and some of the things that have really got us enthused about uh, the web3 industry moving into 2023 yeah uh, so one of the podcasts i listen to um they do at the end of every year they do like biggest winners biggest losers best mechanism bits and pieces like that um have a think who you think is the biggest winner of this year because mm. I, i've been thinking about it so i'll come back to it later in the episode but um have a think who you think the biggest winner is this year because I, I, I'm pretty confident on mine now. I wasn't sure because it just, it's so easy to just go, no one, no one won this year. This was, <laughs> this was a dreadful year. But, um, I mean, I, so I was writing down just a few notes and I started trying to order them and it was just the year started so well. Um, we had Jan, in January, NFTs hit a peak of $17 billion traded in a month. Mm. I mean, that is, that is madness. Yeah. That eclipses several of the previous years, if I'm not, yeah. if I'm not wrong. Um, so. so, so we did, we did start pretty well. And then, and then I started, I moved into February and I was like, okay, <laughs> this starts to go downhill. And there is a little, there's a little silver lining, which is, um, when, okay, this isn't the silver lining, but when Russia invaded Ukraine, um, Good job we, we prefaced that. Yes, I did have to preface that. Um, I, I stand with Ukraine, just to be, just to be clear. Mm. <laughs> uh, there was $69 million of crypto donated to Ukraine and Ukrainian yes. citizens. And it really acted as a brilliant use case and example of decentralized yeah. and borderless money. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I feel like is, is, is very important and, uh, is a great silver lining for the beginning of what ended up being a pretty torrid year. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of 2021 in popular media was why are these pictures of monkeys selling for half a million dollars? Mm. And yep. then, you know, the, the whole Ukraine situation occurred mm. and, we saw our first, or for the popular media, the first true like positive use case, really. 
like, hey, look, the community collectively has raised 60, 70 million dollars, which is going to Ukraine, which is helping with humanitarian efforts and all of these ways of um, trying to um, alleviate the harms of the conflict on the people of Ukraine, which... Mm. You know, it was was great. It was great press for for the industry. I mean, that's not the point of it. Obviously, the point of it was to help no. the Ukrainian people. But it was a it was a good sign that hey, you know, there is a use for decentralized um, money, effectively. Yeah. Well, the fact the fact that it could be used for that is great press because mm. we've often said stuff about that. I mean, we don't really focus on cryptocurrencies per no. per se. Um, we're not financiers, but. It does underpin a lot of what happens in the crypto markets, and yep. it is the first real use of blockchain technology is the sort of decentralized money. Um, it's yeah, it. I think it was really encouraging to see an actual example where they, there's people in a war torn country who can't get their money out of their own country, which has been a problem in many many countries. Um, and particularly during war, you often see hyperinflation and bits and pieces, and you end up not having your money but if you've got it in crypto you can take it with you you don't have to worry about it getting it all out of the bank i mean it's not perfect but given how early it is in in crypto's life i really it was it was a really positive story for a very dark time which is you know still ongoing so yeah yeah, that was one of the so so in the podcast i listen to I'm, i'm going to take this down a different road um in the podcast I listened to, one of the guys said, like, when they asked, what's the biggest loser um, in this year? I mean, you're spoilt for choice. <laughs> yeah. You really are. Okay. But uh, one of the answers from, from one of these guys was um, the reputation of the crypto industry f- to people outside of it. Mm. And it feels like February was the last time where we really had yeah, you might not like it, but look at this. Like, it can do this. We yep. can do this with it. And and then since then, for the rest of the year, it's been like, oh, no. Yep. It's just been fire after fire, after hack, after crash, after theft. And you've just seen... I mean, now, one of them jokes that... Actually, this might have been a different podcast, but they were talking about uh, how things have changed for them this year. And um, he's a VC, a crypto VC. And he was like, my dating prospects have gone through the floor. Like in 2021, <laughs> I had so many dates. And like, because just the reputation has taken such a hit. Like last year, people would ask me, also, oh, what do you do in, in crypto? What do you do in Web3? They, they were really interested. And this year, I, I mean, people don't ask anywhere near as much. It's almost like it was the fad that people thought it was. I, I met a group of uh, new people in my life um, about a month ago. Uh, you know, friends of a friend kind of thing. Mm. Um, it, it was basically the start of a party. I arrived early and none of these people knew me. So, of course, I started asking questions about who the hell is this strange person in their living room. Sure. Um, and they were like, oh, so what do you do? And I was like, ah, how do I... How do I explain it? So I, do you know what NFTs are? And they're all like, oh my God, you're not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what, that's the kind of reputation Web3 has right now. I mean, it yeah. kind of had that before, but even worse now that everything's crashed. And but kind of going back to that point, I think February, March, um, even though the whole concept of NFTs and Web3 was still, um, still kind of derided 
there were things like Ukraine and several other situations where I was like, hey, you know, this can be useful for something. But mm. I feel like by the time we got to kind of May, June, July, we started oh, seeing the first yeah. the first articles come out that were like, our NFTs dead, NFTs are dead, you know, all, all mm. the money's gone, blah, 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 blah. And you could definitely tell being in the industry. I mean, I think... At the start of the year, wax was still at what forty cents, and then it hovered around kind of fifteen, twenty for a bit, mm. and then it headed to eight, and then it headed to six, and then it headed to four, mm. uh, and and other cryptocurrencies are quite, have just been on this kind of downwards slope for the past yeah. few months. And I think the more that happened, the more that um, we saw. Well, several things. One was all the articles saying NFTs are dead. Two were people that hated NFTs being like, "Hey, you know we." I was proven right. Your mm. internet money is worthless now. Ha ha ha. Mm. And it, it just kind of got worse from there with, um, with hacks and collapses and everything else, which I'm sure we'll get onto. Yeah. And, but have you seen, have you felt that difference? Not just kind of in the community, but kind of in the wider space as well, as we've been on this slippery slope this year. Yeah. It's, it's definitely harder to argue with people who thought it was all a scam. Yeah. Um, I always rely, almost feels like a trope now, but I always rely on the same thing, which is like, I'm, I, I like blockchain technology. I think the yeah. technology has a lot of applications and a lot of the things that most people will focus on. And by most people, I mean people outside of the industry that they're going to focus on the more superficial applications of it, like NFTs, um, yep. which isn't a criticism. It's just, I mean, that's what's there. That's what the media mm-hmm. are reporting on. Whereas blockchain technology itself is is far more interesting than that. And I'm sure there are so many parallels here with the dot-com bubble and yep. um, with people just uh, being obsessed about the silly investments and the silly amount of money that was moving around like Silicon Valley and for things that people just couldn't understand. Like, what's the point of that? And then it, they were proven right when it burst. But then there was still t- the internet as a whole was like, oh, hang on. The technology there is useful. It's just yeah. the, the what was built on top of it was people build things really quickly and without thought, I think. Yeah. Do you think Web3 has had its dot-com bubble moment with this bear market? Because I remember when Beeple sold his NFT for 69 point whatever million dollars it was last year, mm. he was asked whether we were in a bubble. And he said, yes, we yeah. definitely are. Yeah. And I feel like now, if we were in one, it absolutely has burst so i think it's a it's a complicated question to answer um i i said on a we, we talked about nfts about nine months ago in an episode and i remember saying that i think we're in a bubble mm-hmm. um and i had but the, the reason i thought we were in a bubble is also the whole i was there for the ico thing and it was kind of the same there was, an, there was a new ICO every single day, like a new NFT collection. Yeah. And people were like, this is the next big thing, like the NFT collections. They were pumping money into it and people were getting dumb rich off of yeah. off of like terrible ideas. Mm-hmm. But that was the ICO pump. And I I didn't know back then. I, I, I think, I can't really remember, but I have a feeling that I thought we just got in early and that mm-hmm. we were like, not everything was going to make it, but, the reason everything was going up so quickly is because we'd got in earlier a, a new tech. And I, I think I was a bit, you know, washed up in, in that 
um, like fervor that was around the, at the time. And then yep. the ICO thing just bombed. And like a few other than some altcoins that had good applications, most things just died or were mm-hmm. scams or rug pulls are just like terrible. And so when the NFT started following the same sort of trajectory where people were creating these collections, they were selling for stupid money immediately. And someone would go, this NFT collection is going to blow up and then it blows up and then they're driving a Bugatti. And I remember thinking, well, I have already seen this, like this happened once before. So as for the question of the bubble, yes, I think NFTs were in a bubble. I think that was obvious. Even when we were in it, it was pretty obvious that it was just unsustainable growth Um, and without added value. That's what I think my problem was. We weren't adding value, but we were adding money. And it just didn't seem to make make sense to me. Um, So I do think we're in a bubble there. But I think the interesting question is whether we have been in a giant bubble like the whole time. or Is it ICO bubble, NFT bubble, but crypto as a whole is still fine? Or is it just like, I mean, obviously this bear market has been, people are arguing it's the worst bear market crypto has ever been in, which seems fair given the heights it got to before it yeah uh, we have obviously seen it you know burst before i don't i i really struggle to decide part of me thinks that there's going to be another boom another full bull market that's going to be yep. based on something new i think it'll be utility but who knows and then part of me thinks that no that really has been it the the, the really golden years of just making free money is gone and now we're left with the companies that actually have value and products that are useful. And we're now going to build up sensibly over the next 10 years rather than these crazy spikes that, again, unsustainable. Um, so I'm torn between those two. I, I'm not I'm not sure. And as our predictions have shown, you shouldn't listen to me anyway. Um, but, but what are your thoughts on that? So I've got a few thoughts in mind based off the back of that. I think. The first one being, if this was our dot-com bubble moment, which I think it probably was, um, mm. I think the only... I, I say it's a caveat, but this probably happened around the dot-com bubble time as well, is VC money is still going into stupid things. <laughs> like, yeah. there, there's still so much VC money being thrown at everything that... Well, anyone that has a nice-looking presentation, basically. Um, and I think we're kind of like early 2000 internet, you know, 2003, 2004, when we started seeing, you know, the internet was becoming a bit more formulated. It's like, okay, these are good ideas. These are bad ideas. We're still in the phase where it's very much like, these are just ideas. We don't know what's good or what's bad. We've just thrown money at it and then figure it out later. And I've just hit yeah. my mic stand. Um, but the um, my second point to that was, I think there's a... This has always been the case in the NFT industry. It's always been, oh, if we're in a bear, there's definitely going to be a bull again, and we're going to have this massive boom, yeah. and everyone's going to make so much money, which might happen, might not, but I think it's it's not the best plan of action to be piling everything into the bear market in the anticipation that everything's going to go up in six months. Mm. Um, but with that in mind, if you look at the stock market... Let's say you put your money in the the American stock market for long-term periods, you do just go up (laughs) on a long-term basis. So we haven't, I don't think crypto and blockchain, Web3, etc. has been around for long enough for us to say that this market will operate in a similar way. Um, But also, I don't think we have that many proper companies in Web3 yet. 
Like, mm. As much as CryptoPunks and Bored Ape and Uglabs, etc. are blue chip collections, they're not really businesses yet. They just have ideas and are playing around with things and have perks for being holders, but they're not really... Like, what what are they giving to the wider community or to the wider space? I'm not too sure yet. Um, yeah. That's not to say that, you know, value based on uh, speculation shouldn't exist, because there's plenty of examples that exist in the real world. But it seems, even more so in Web3, it's, it's a very odd thing to be like, okay, so why is that worth as much as it is? Well, mm. lots of people like it, I suppose, and you can get merch and go to a party okay but why is it worth 100k yeah it just kind of is yeah. which isn't a great answer <laughs> no I, I i mean i think there are there are examples of um good companies out there but they're not in our sector of crypto very often mm. yeah. yeah there's been there's been a lot of cool stuff this year that's received ton applaud it's like that blur liquidity thing and there's been there's been stuff but it's outside of our like more or at least it's outside of my realm of interest yeah i only really look at blockchain gaming which i do expand to metaverse and obviously nfts is a staple of it token tokenomics is a staple of it Mm -hmm. um but really that's where my sphere of interest is so i think there are interest decent companies being built but they they don't there's not many where we are and yeah. and again, the time the timeline is just too short. Yeah. The, the one question I have, which I, I've thought this a lot lately, so I think your point was perfect about just because there's a bear market doesn't mean there's going to be a bull market, and just because there's a bull market doesn't necessarily mean there'll be a bear market. Although that's probably more likely than the former. Yep. But I was thinking, so I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, there's random people who have absolutely no financial training keep going on like celebrities are saying oh it's all going to go to zero um it's all a scam it's all a ponzi it really it, i mean it it winds me up i mean i saw i saw an article on my i think it was apple news sent me an article saying jordan peterson says bitcoin goes to zero but i'm like <laughs> if you want to talk about you know human psychology then then I want to listen to Jordan Peterson about it because it's an area that he's studied a lot. I don't yeah. care what he thinks about crypto. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't care. And that's not because I don't like him. I, there's this weird sort of hero worship with celebrities where, and who's the, who's the celebrity, um, the celebrity that was, um, oh God, I can't remember who it was, but, uh, an, an absolute A-lister was in, like the US Parliament talking about how crypto is going to go to zero and how it's the biggest Ponzi scheme of all time. Sorry, was why? That, was that Kevin O'Leary? No, no, no. no. It was, um, I, I, he's good at business, but I wouldn't trust a thing he says on crypto. <laughs> I, but then, but then he go. He's like mates with um, Mark Cuban, who is the polar opposite approach on on yeah. crypto to him. I, but I, I don't understand why I'm listening. It was an actor. Um, it was an actor I really like, and he was in just. A, a political setting talking about how it's the biggest i mean why are we listening to i mean he maybe he knows some stuff but i'd rather listen to an absolute expert on the subject we'll, we'll say even with absolute experts i mean with the 2008 financial crash and jim kramer being on um msnbc he'd be like you should absolutely hold bear stearns they're definitely not going under yeah, yeah. and then two days later they collapse. Yeah. i mean wait, if we can't if we can't even trust the word of experts then 
And we, like, we're probably going to be just as accurate listening to whatever Tom Cruise or Justin Bieber says on crypto. So, yeah, I mean, there definitely are very few people who are mega knowledgeable, and they're probably not in the public eye. Um, no. It reminds me a little bit. This is even before my time, so it's definitely before your time. But do you know who Michael Fish is? I.e., the name rings a bell. So he's a he was a weatherman in the eighties that said there was absolutely not going to be oh, a yes. horrific storm, and then. <laughs> And then there was a horrific storm and, you know, he's a weatherman. Anyway, the point I was going to bring up is, and I'm putting you on the spot here, so I don't really expect an answer. Sure. Because I can't, I still can't think of one. Has there ever been a earth moving thing occur the size of crypto and what blockchain has done? So the internet is comparable in terms of how big it's become and what it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, has there ever been something so big, so like market affecting country moving you know sizable as we've seen it mm-hmm. that has collapsed and gone to zero and and vanished and just it, it's just some crazy flash in the pan because i can't think of a flash in the pan that's this big that has, that has just then whittled to nothing and just become like a, a funny story for the rest of humanity to look at I can't think of anything there, off the top I mean, of my head. There probably is, but, but I've not there, been able to think is. of one. <laughs> there I, probably is. But I mean, this is, uh, a lot of people uh, have called Web3 or blockchain or NFTs a fad. And It just I mean, seems too big to be a fad, which it seems, isn't a yeah. good counter-argument. I appreciate no, it's that's not. a bad counter But if, if you told someone back in 2009 that Ethereum would, in just uh, 13 years in the future be worth $1,500 they would have called you mental that's that's not going to happen yeah Uh, that just makes me think of the bitcoin pizza guy (laughs) (laughs) poor guy anyway he's always the example (laughs) it's when you look at things in the micro you know over the past 12 months 18 months then yeah everyone's gonna be like oh my god this thing that was once worth 100k is now worth next to nothing but Mm. if you look at the macro and you think okay in the space of 13 years we've gone from this imaginary virtual currency to something that's worth five figures, you realize that, you know, it's not all doom and gloom and there is something tangible here, whether it's the concept of decentralized currency, whether it's the ability to transfer money across borders like we saw with Ukraine, Mm. whether it's uh, using NFTs in blockchain gaming to allow people to trade them freely, whatever it is, there is, there is value there. And as, Many people, as there are on one side, saying that um, NFTs and blockchain and Web3 is worthless and it's a waste of our time and a waste of our money. There's as many people on on our side that are seeing a future where these technologies have uh, a tangible, useful impact in day-to-day life. Mm. So where that's going to take us in the next 12 months, I couldn't tell you, but I'd like to think that, as you said in the recap episode, it's easier to predict 2030 than it is to predict next year. Mm. So I think that's that's just where we are. And yeah. it, it, it is really hard to, to even... I, I mean, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen next week. <laughs> so- <laughs> no. Well, I mean, if you could, you'd be very wealthy. Very, very wealthy. No, yeah. Um, it's, there are things that, have, that comfort me in the bear market and... I think the biggest one is, so that that was just kind of a little side point. Like I can't think of anything that's ever been this big and this ingrained in life, uh, like so quickly, all the major organization, all the major money, everything. 
and then has collapsed to nothing. Like everybody was wrong about that. Um, so I can't think of an example of that. But the other thing that comforts me is investment. Hmm. Now, this is an area that I've looked at every year since 2018 for blockchain gaming. And um, I've done that stat a million times. I've done it on this pod. I've done it in articles where I think 2018, 2019, it was getting like 60 million investment. Mm. This year, we don't have the final figure yet, but it's believed to be around 11 figures of investment in blockchain gaming and metaverse, which is double digit billions. So it's more than 10 billion invested. And I, so I was writing an article yesterday about Samsung, which is something else I want to bring up as a positive, but I I was looking at investment this year because this year has felt so bloody long um from it generally just feels a different lifetime ago and i was looking at um investment and i wrote an article in on i've got it here um on the 20th of may this year i wrote an article and from the 20th of april to the 20th of may 2022 three billion dollars was invested in metaverse and blockchain gaming projects three billion in 30 days so we're almost definitely above 10 billion invested. Mm. That is such crazy money that that would be crazy money in a ball. Yeah. In, in a crypto winter where we've seen, you know, Luna, FTX, BlockFi, we, we've seen hacks, we've seen Celsius, three hours capital. Like we have seen so many bad things this year that would shake the confidence of investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet all the big money seems to still be going towards metaverse and blockchain gaming and far less of it's going towards nft art collections which i think is a, a very good move i do think that that was a, a fad a fad with an asterisk i think the interest that got ridiculous and that made it a fad but i think it's a it's not a fad that will go away entirely because it just has too much use it's mm-hmm. too it's it's even too valuable to the art industry i think to fully bin that off um but yeah uh i've made a lot of points there <laughs> we're still seeing uh brands like animoca just fund everything they can get their hands on yeah we're seeing polygon throw a lot of money around immutable x partnering with a lot of studios and a lot of uh a lot of upcoming games which all seem really cool mm-hmm. um just touching on the art side it just brought up something in my mind um 2022 was kind of the rise of the nft art gallery do you think they're all just going to sh- close like I, I, I kind know. of. I mean, we went to that one in London. I mean, mm. it wasn't really open as a gallery. It was just it had a DJ in it and a load of cheap food. Mm. <laughs> but I, I can't see it catching on. I can't see the whole idea of a digital art gallery becoming this. People are like, oh, what are you gonna? What are we gonna do today, kids? Oh, we're gonna go to the NFT art gallery. Yeah, like that's not gonna happen. Right? Who wants yeah. to go into a gallery and look at punk that they can go look at on Twitter? And, and I know I get it with like physical art. Looking at a picture on Google of the Mona Lisa and looking at the physical Mona yeah. Lisa are very different things. But looking at a board ape on Twitter and a board ape on a digital screen is literally the exact same thing. Yes, there, ha- there, there would have to be some something that can distinguish it from being able to view it. How you, I, I'm always just nervous of, of of saying it's definitely not going to be a thing because we've had it throughout history where people have said, um, 
Firstly, they said no one is just going to sit around watching a plywood box all day, which was talking about the TV. Yes. And then it become that. And then um, someone said, oh, someone really famous as well, um, might have been Charlie Chaplin, said something about uh, people won't go to the cinema because they want to see blood and flesh on the stage. Yes. Yeah. So you've got all these. And I think, I think what makes it scary is I think their logic is pretty sound because yeah. Yeah. that's all that's happened throughout history. Why would it change now? Like mm-hmm. it, it does seem uh, unlikely, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't see the point of an NFC gallery for exactly what you, for the reason you said, unless there was like some physical counterpart, but then that's just an art gallery. I, I, yeah. I can't. I can't okay. see the point. No, we could probably add this onto our predictions, and we'll look back at it next year. But anyway, going back to mm. blockchain gaming, it's been a, it has been a hell of a year. There hasn't been many releases. No, which, but I mean, to be fair, we've just seen the Alluvium open beta. Which, I mean, there's not a lot for you to actually do in there at the moment, but it's very cool and it looks incredible. Yeah. Um. But again, it's just been a year of building. It's been a year of a lot of announcements of things coming um and a few you know closed alphas and play tests here and there mm. um but nothing really tangible and nothing to go to a traditional gamer and say hey look at this cool blockchain game i mean that's there's a few instances out there but unless you like card games there's there's not a lot to show <laughs> yeah i think if you like card games like if you're really into hearthstone or magic the gathering I do think that Gods Unchained and Skyweaver would be enjoyable for you. Uh, I think that's a good example. I also think Big Time would appeal to some um, MMO players. I I think it's still a little way off of being the final product, but it's it's got extremely good foundations to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we haven't seen many releases, but then I think you and I both knew we wouldn't this year. Still, the timeline isn't long enough. Uh, We have seen some early access and some alphas, that are positive because I, I like to see gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, Shrapnel was uh, an example that sticks in my mind, even though I had I had a little dig at their devs on Twitter because they released their gameplay footage and the guy playing the game for their gameplay footage has probably the worst aim I've ever seen a human <laughs> being have. Um, and what was funny is I tweeted it. I was like, you got to stop this guy drinking in the mornings because I mean, it, it, his aim is dreadful. And the tweet was liked by Shrapnel and then it was liked by a load of other people. And I happened to click like, you know, where it says like liked by 12 people and I clicked to see who it was and they were all like devs at Shrapnel. So I reckon he probably, oh, I'm going to put a marker here. I reckon he probably got some shit for that, uh, for his, for his aim. And that it was already like a, a joke in their, in their office. Um, but yeah, like there's, we're starting to see gameplay which is the big one for me. I, I, I need to see gameplay. I need to play it. Um, we've well, seen a lot of awards as well given out. Yeah, just before we get on to uh, the awards, I, I just want to say, of course, I've mentioned Animoca throwing money at everything. Mm. I think it gets to a point where they actually want to see what they're spending their money on. <laughs> because yes. I don't think they're seeing all too it's much of it. Like, hey, we, we've spent several billions. Uh, what have we got? Well, we've got mm. this... League of Legends looking game that looks like it's from 2005 and we've got yeah. an MMO that's a long way off being properly ready and we have a card game because everyone likes card games right yeah. and we don't have much else <laughs> yeah it's it's we've talked about this a few times it's the problem of um blockchain being a selling point 
rather than supplementing the game itself, rather than improving the game mm. or improving the um, position of the player within the game, people are just like, look at my blockchain game. It's got blockchain. And hopefully yep. that'll get a lot of blockchain players. Yep. Um, I, so the awards, uh, there's been the the game awards um, for blockchain. And then I'm currently on the voting panel for um, another one that's happening in January. Oh. <clears throat> and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at all the, like the games that win stuff. And some of them I think are amazing. And then <sighs> I'm reticent to even say this. Um, but then one of my favorite games to play in Web3 is EV.io, right? Okay, yep. I think it's extremely addictive and it's very quick to get into and the gameplay's fun and it's just a fun little shooter that reminds me of Unreal Tournament back in like 2004, right? Yep. That won like best esports, I think, um, at the Game, game Awards. Right. What a lot of people don't know is that EV.io was was a, a flash game in or flash style game on just like a new ground site that has been repurposed for that. And I, I think as much as I enjoy that game, and I really do think it is one of the most playable and enjoyable games in web three that shows where we're at. If that's, yeah. if, a, if a browser, a browser shooter that was, that was just a flash game on new grounds. Like if you, if you search EV.io and look before it become blockchain game, it shows where we are. I mean, we just haven't had enough time to create. If that's winning best esport in 2022, there can't be many <laughs> competitors, can no. there? No, and it shows just how far we've got to go before oh, we yeah. are creating games that are on the level that everyone would enjoy. Yeah, um, and I, I feel bad for... Uh, I mean, I think EV.io is going to have a rough time anyway because it's Solana and Solana is having probably the worst year of almost any chain that isn't... Okay, we don't I mean, need to... We, well, hey, we've just seen Gods and Utes both announce they're going across chains. So. Yeah, it's. I think it's, it's Solana's been a real um, a real rough one. I, I hope they survive because I actually quite like the ecosystem and I, and I like stuff that's built on it and i like the community of solana but i do think yeah i mean it is just sliding i've got it on my watch list and my phone every time my phone buzzes like liz my girlfriend a few times goes who's blowing up your phone and i've gone (laughs) no (laughs) not a person it's an ecosystem solana diving (laughs) is blowing up my phone i mean it's below ten dollars now i think which is yeah i mean i don't i haven't looked at the coin market i don't have any money in solana but i uh i had a look at the oh sorry i hadn't looked at the coin market cap um graphs when Mm. uh de gods and utes made that announcement they're moving to polygon and eth but i would hazard a guess that that did um not great things to the price of solana because now you look at solana you're like well what's on it well, it doesn't really have any prominent NFT collections anymore. Mm. And, I mean, it's got EV Dio as a game, but what else is there? Not a lot. It, it has a few bits and pieces, mainly that I've found on Fractal. Um, but now Fractal's mm. got multi-chain as well. <laughs> so it, it doesn't it doesn't look good. Um, while we're talking about Polygon, though, mm-hmm. that is my pick for biggest winner this year. Yeah. I think they, what they've done is pretty crazy. The growth that they've seen where others are receding at a rate of knots and they have just, obviously they've done the big flagship partnerships, the Reddit 
um, partnership was one of the greatest examples of onboarding people that aren't necessarily interested in in NFTs and showing why it can be useful as mm-hmm. like a, a sort of a membership style thing. And then obviously Starbucks, which has been is now rolled out and and working. I I just think. Uh, Polygon has so many departments that they're, I mean, full disclosure, Token Gamer has partnered with Polygon. There's no money changed hands or anything. It's really just like an access thing that we have access to Polygon's tools and and, um, they can help us with stuff. Mm -hmm. But from my brief time, because it's not been that long we've been partnered with them, uh, my brief time in the Polygon ecosystem, they have so many departments working on so many different things from like music to film to gaming uh, to DeFi, they have these departments that can help you with all these different things. And and it's really crazy how quickly they're building. And I think gaming-wise, I think they've been light on the ground for a while. Mm-hmm. But it feels like the reason they've been light on the ground is because they're, they've got the big things that are perhaps coming and they're working on, on maybe bigger picture stuff and not yep. trying to, to scoop up the the new, the current popular games so so yeah that was my biggest winner for this year i would say uh, i'm pretty confident it's polygon yeah i i I'm minded to agree with you i mean we had brian chunzo the metaverse lead on the podcast several months ago <laughs> yeah and polygon very much have like a this two-pronged approach to web3 though they have this entertainment side where you know they're partnering with disney and starbucks mm-hmm. and meta and reddit and, 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 and yeah and everyone everyone else and then they have the gaming side where you know they're looking to partner with um upcoming quality titles to to bring them to to the blockchain and i think on both ends have done a fantastic job this year i mean i watched their 2020 recap they posted to twitter and mm. i think they said that they've done 960 million transactions on polygon this year um mm. deployed three quarters of a million smart contracts as about a quarter of a million people writing smart contracts on polygon which yeah. that's I don't know how the hell they've got that number, but that's that's a pretty crazy amount. Mm. Um, they released the ZK EVM this year, which it's obviously it's, it's a fantastic tool for, for being a layer two solution and getting games into um, the Polygon ecosystem. Uh, mm. They've their slides say they have two hundred one million unique addresses. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I, I'll take I'll take I'll take I'll take that at their words. But I mean, in any case, they've had an incredible year, and it looks like they're just continuing to grow, coming into twenty twenty three. And they've not just been growing in the Web three space. I mean, they had a presence at Gamescom that we were both at. Yep. And they've really made an effort to get as many of their biz dev people out into the the wider space, the wider gaming space, and the wider entertainment space to pledge the case for blockchain and web3 having tangible benefits uh, mm. moving forwards and they've made great strides um in that respect so i think in especially on the entertainment side they've been one of the uh, the biggest winners i mean i think reddit has been one of the oh sorry the reddit snoo nfts mm. have been one of the best kind of onboarding uh yep. little things we've we've seen this year i mean we've given i can't remember how many nfts it is off the top of my head but you've basically given a, a load of Reddit users Polygon NFTs that most of them don't really know, even know their NFTs. They just want to call Reddit Snoo. Mm. And I mean, I've got two, three, four, something like that. And I'm sure there's plenty of Reddit users that have one because hey, Reddit was just giving them away for free. That, yep. I mean, without even know it, they now have an NFT. 
But it wasn't hidden. It wasn't like um, no, no, it wasn't it, cloak and dagger. They, they, it was a digital collectible. Yeah, and it was pretty widely publicised that um, it was an NFT, even if they didn't ram it down your throat. But then that's there's no point in polarising the matter. No, but I think they went about it the best way. It was give the community something they want, but let it have blockchain tech in it. Yeah. So I so mean, you people own your own avatar. People have been asking for like customizable reddit snooze for a very long time um mm. and making that a feature that has web3 tech in it was genius because then you have ways to compare how rare yours is compared to someone else's mm. you can look at its value you can see what other people think it's worth etc so i mean that was a master stroke and you know they've they've partnered with meta which is huge i think that's going to have big things coming probably next year or the year after yeah. um but but we'll see what happens on that front starbucks as we said disney um, they've just had an incredible year. They've also onboarded a lot of dApps. They released mm. that stat. I can't remember the exact number. Was it thirty or 30,000 dApps or something like that? They released this stat on Twitter. Like, this is how many dApps we've now got. Like, we've been onboarding a lot of different dApps and a lot of developers have come here to build. And then I was on the call with um, one of the team to discuss partnering. And I was like, that's crazy how many people you onboarded. I saw that the other day. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's double that now. It's like, oh God, <laughs> like you are really snowballing. So yeah. I think they're going to become one of the big, uh, if I had to make a prediction for 2023, which ecosystem is going to um, go the furthest or grow the most or make the most profound moves, I'd say it's going to be Polygon. And I think in 2022, it's very hard to be a winner. And I'm sure they, they had real losses like everyone did, but mm-hmm. they have not slowed. They have yep. ramped up and they pushed on. Um, so for me, the, yeah, the biggest winner. Uh, yep. I don't think we need to do a biggest loser though. I wouldn't, in terms I wouldn't know of, where to start. In, well, in terms of cryptocurrency, it's quite easy. In terms of like NFT chain, mm. it's a little harder. <laughs> There's just. Do you know what I I had forgotten about until I was writing notes for this? Is I'd forgotten the Ronin bridge hack. <laughs> that was um, this year. That was yeah. this year. <laughs> It doesn't remember, feel like it. I remember thinking, oh my God, 600 million, a blockchain game, the most famous blockchain game. Um, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be, this is a terrible thing to happen for 2022. I remember thinking, I hope this is the worst thing that happens for 2022. Mm-hmm. But um, alas, no. No, we've had, <laughs> we've had plenty of... Uh... Plenty of downsides this mm-hmm. year, for sure. But I mean, if we want to talk, like I said, biggest winners and losers in crypto is, um, I mean, all crypto's gone down, but some has gone down a lot more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, Luna and FTT, for example, I think that's quite obvious. Yeah. Um, but something that just popped into mind as you were talking there is, obviously Polygon's had a fantastic year. And I think another chain that's had a fantastic year is Immutable X. Um, yeah. I think, we're, especially with getting GameStop, I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. there's no no better way of getting this highly enthused audience that has just gotten into, uh, you know, markets and trading into Web three. So that was a master show, and they have huge things in the pipeline for 2023 and beyond. And I'm not just saying that because obviously Atomic Club's partnered with them, but um, mm. having looked at their roadmap, I have some things I'm very interested for. Yeah. Um, but in terms of losers, I mean, I've got some in mind kind of losing chains in the nft space this year mm. um do i want to name them i feel like i'm going to shoot myself in the foot because it will be three months down the line and yeah it's <laughs> risky <laughs> it is risky but there, there are there are a few that pop into my i'll just stick to the winner i think polygon and imx have been the real winners this year yeah i think imx is 
I mean, the GMA thing was wasn't quiet, but I think IMAX have been have been like the quiet um, winners, whereas Polygon's mm. been more of a loud winner with Starbucks and and Reddit and the implementation. Yeah. Whereas I, f- I feel like IMAX has there's lots. Of, if you're watching, IMAX is doing a ton of stuff. Yeah, but it, if it, it's not as in your face as what Polygon has done, but uh, I, yeah, again, 2023, I would say even with my limited knowledge, like you obviously have privileged knowledge of, of what IMX is up to. Yeah. Even uh, without it, I, I, I would say they're probably a good bet for who's going to be a winner in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should stay on positives because la- <laughs> last week was fairly negative. And um, we know, I mean, Lunaterra, <clears throat> Ronin Hack, FTX, BlockFi, Celsius, Three Arrows Capital, um, the whole market as a whole. Um, there's, there's lots of, we, we know the negatives. Yeah. Everybody, I don't think we need to recap that. I think what's more interesting is recapping some positives that people might have missed, um, which is roughly what we've been doing. Uh, I'd also say a big one is the Ethereum EVM upgrade. Mm. Yeah. Not enough people have... Um, remembered that in september it, it was a major major move for ethereum moving yep. to the proof of stake consensus mechanism um the merge as it was called which is mm-hmm. kind of a cool name um so that that was a, that was another really big really big positive yep. it didn't have the effects that people thought it was going to have in terms of gas fees and stuff but they are coming yeah but that's another kind of long play i mean the mm. 20 the september launch was just the first part of what i think is like a two-year roadmap yeah. for the full yeah. transition so yeah got a lot to look forward to in that respect mm. um i i mentioned it at the end of the last episode but i still find it hard to believe that twitter nft profile pictures was this year that yeah. seems like it happened ages ago, but doesn't that really, was this year as well. Doesn't feel like it's caught on that much. It's, maybe it's just not in my mm, circle. I'm yeah, not. I think as someone who's a proper Twitter degen, um, it's something you saw a lot more before Elon took over and then everything Ooh. broke. <laughs> um, but it's still there was a particular influence that I can't remember his name. Oh, Shillen Villain, when he changed mm. his profile picture from. Oh, I can't remember what collection it was, but he changed it from one collection to a mutant ape. Right. And he was just like, oh, hey, you know, I just want a fresh profile picture, basically. Mm. And the amount of people in the comments on that post been like, oh, how dare you? I used to trust you when you had this profile picture, and now you've got this one. I don't want to listen to you anymore. Mm, it's it's really? weird how many people, um, especially in the NFT community on Twitter, really invest a lot of their or really put a lot of their worth in the people they follow and who they value, et cetera, and what their profile picture is. And we've discussed on previous episodes how, you know, you can only have one and mm. there's obvious limitations to that. But it's it's added a lot of value, I feel, to the NFT community. Because before then, I mean, anyone could add a board ape as their profile picture and plenty of people did. Yeah. Um, but at least now you've got a way of thinking, okay, that person actually owns that profile yeah. picture and they're not just, you know, ripping it off. Or, um, And it's... In terms of utility for the NFT space, it probably trumps what a lot of, lot of actual NFT projects have been able to give this year. Yeah, for sure. I, I think um, it, was, it was important to add that because it, it, it was it felt as if, as Twitter was such a big part of, and it still is a big part of Web three, 
it didn't make sense that you couldn't verifiably own an NFT in the Twitter space because it, it just felt like it was undoing a lot of the ownership benefits mm. um, of NFTs in the first place. I'd say Twitter in general had a good year from its user's point of view. <laughs> That's um, what Elon will tell you. <laughs> because I'm talking only in the context of, of Web3 sure. at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because Twitter journalism and sleuthing has become the most powerful weapon um, in Web3 with, you know, undoing things and figuring out that people aren't playing by the rules. And it, block explorers are, you know, the path that they've taken to to do a lot of this. And I think that's a really cool thing that's come out of it because this is the whole point of decentralization and trustlessness and being transparent. And I'm I'm not sure it's always been used as much as it can be used. But this year it feels like Twitter has, Twitter journalism, where you've got these long threads where they, people are, are breaking stuff down and they figured stuff out. And I, I just, I want that to continue because it's just yeah. excellent. Um, and that really is a win. I think the most recent example of that, I know it's not Web3 related, but is the uh, the Twitter files, as Elon called it, where, you know, they started talking about some of the stuff that happened years ago in Twitter that it's now been uncovered. But I think that's something that's definitely happened more this year than it has at any other point in time, yeah, and not just okay, in so. Web3. I mean, we saw so much of the FTT saga break over Twitter, basically. Mm. Um, and it, it's just continued in so many other other spaces I, I don't know if you saw of people outside the uk will have no idea what we're talking about but uh lads baby had their uh, fifth uk number one god, and of course B- bbc and all the tv channels were like oh my god they're, they're doing it for charity da, 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 da. Mm. and then all you saw on twitter was people being like well they've given barely any of the money to charity what are they doing why are why mm. are all these news stations like praising this thing and th- this has happened with so many other things where again more so this year than ever before i've seen a clear difference between what traditional media reports and what the actual reaction to that is yeah. on sites like Twitter, which is crazy to see. And it's amazing that we have this alternative source of, uh, or, uh, other than having um, opinions and cool things dictated to us, it's cool to have this Twitter community that is, uh, and Reddit to, a, to an extent as well, that will openly critique and discuss and you get um, a much better feeling for what people's thoughts and opinions is, mm. uh, or are, I should say. And again, that does extend to, to Web3, like I said, with Sandbank, with Freed, and with Luna, and with mm. <laughs> some of those tweets around the Luna saga. Jesus oh Christ. <laughs> yeah, we saw, that was crazy. I think SBF kind of fell into the same pit when FTX went under, being like, I'll get you your money back, I'm, I'm sorry. Which, yeah. like, I mean, when you've Anyway, let, let's stay away from the negative stuff. Um, but I mean, even so, we've, with, I, I would say pretty much every NFT collection, every Web3 project, Twitter is the place where news breaks. Mm. And I mean, that's kind of been how it's been in traditional spaces anyway, but it really gives this platform so much credence and so much power. And, yeah. There's the really, despite the bear market, there's been a real growth in NFT Twitter this year. You know, not just because of profile pictures, but I think the bear market has brought a lot of communities closer together. Mm. And uh, a lot of people have, you know, grown their respect for the people that are still around. And this year, and I'm not sure if this is something you've noticed, but it's been kind of been the year of 
because the money's not there and because there's been a general slowdown, kind of the year of the growth of information, um, there's been a load of really cool newsletters pop up this year. Um, the Milk Road, um, the Flourish Notes, um, NFT Insider started their newsletter this year. Mm. But there's been a lot of, hey, now all the speculators have gone, let's collectively let's ensure we're all we all know what we're on about we understand this space we understand the in and outs we know why it can be a good thing in future um you know why it's worth being a place that uh, we stick around in uh, and see what's going to happen and it's mm. um i've gone on about six different tangents in the space of two minutes there but i mean there, there has been a lot of positives this year in so yeah. many different areas and it's it's easy to latch onto the negatives and be like, oh my God, it's been such a bad year. But there's been a lot of cool stuff happen. Yeah, and there's, there's still a lot of quiet, cool stuff happening. Um, it gets less press than it did. Like uh, the article I wrote yesterday or the day before about Samsung, um, Latin America has seen a massive uh, adoption of crypto. It's mm-hmm. <clears throat> I put in this article, it's kind of like the lesser known Philippines for... Um, crypto adoption they didn't quite get the press the philippines got mm. but latin america has has seen massive amounts of adoption and samsung has identified that and have has invested 35 million dollars in metaverse experience experiences and projects that is focused on the latin american market yeah so there's still crazy money coming from the biggest companies in the world flying into um crypto and mm. Um, I mean, I, I think I've covered everything I, I want to cover. But one thing I, I, I was thinking while you were saying, I, I wonder if you agree, is if there is another bull market, if we see another, like like we have before, do you think people are going to say, they're going to check where the big influencers in, in the next bull market, if they were around in 2022? Like, you know, like you have to earn your spurs. Like, yeah. I want to I go back. If there's someone in the next bull market say say 2025 we go on a, na- a massive bull market i will want to know what they were up to in 2022 were yeah. you part of the people that just left and came back when the money came back or were you there building were you trying to improve the space why ev- while everyone else had left I-, I don't know if everyone will do that but I no I, I definitely think there's going to be a certain subsect of the community that is as soon as these people they don't know stop popping up as soon as the yeah. graphs start rising, they think, well, what were you doing three months Where ago? Where were you? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But that's not to say that everyone that is here now is um, necessarily in it for the right. I mean, I, oh, no. so, someone that has blown up on NFT Twitter this year is BitBoy Crypto. Mm. Because, you know, he went to the Bahamas to try and hunt down SBF and he followed that saga. Mm. But I don't if you look under most of his tweets, it's most people saying, well, why were you shilling Oh yeah, FTT the, six months the ago. Viral, what? The viral um, Twitter post about him that gets yeah. linked on every tweet every he does. T- <laughs> Someone links yeah. that and he's like, yeah, I've already addressed this. But I mean, he shilled millions of pounds worth of um, coins. Yeah, but it's not just, it's not just coins. It's not just FTT. It's NFT collections. Well, he had that NFT drop on wax, if you remember. Uh, vaguely. <laughs> I think you had to remind me of that. Um, yeah. I'd forgotten that that happened because he didn't promote it, did he? No, on the day it happened, he didn't even bother promoting it. But presumably, he got some of the financial cut from that. So, but yeah, anyway, this weird. this isn't designed to just crap all over Bitboy. But uh, there's there's plenty of people in this space right now that are uh, have shady reputations, and yep, but it, it's it's the same as anyone in this media space today, whether it's 
Piers Morgan or Jordan Peterson or whoever it is, mm. the more that, or Andrew Tate is probably the biggest example at the moment. Yeah. If you've got this big vocal audience that's against someone, you've also got this big vocal audience that's like, oh, but he can, he's allowed to say what he wants. And I kind of agree with some things he says. And, it, mm. you know, and it just, but I, I do think there's going to be a, a certain amount of people, if times yeah. get good again, that are going to look back and think, well, where were you? Yeah. Uh, but I think that's, in that respect, those of us that are around here right now, so everyone listening to this podcast and us too, I think it gives us a bit of, you know, we've been through the bad times as well as the good. I mean, you've been through one more bear market than I have. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I, I don't feel, I don't feel like the last one was quite, I don't think it was as bad as this one. No. And I also feel like I wasn't as personally invested. I remember I made some money and I didn't take it out. And then I watched it go all the way back down again. And I remember thinking, well, you know, bummer. Like it was a cool idea. I still, I still like crypto. I still think blockchain's useful, and I still, you know, wrote for Token Gamer. But I didn't feel as like I'm full time now. I'm, you know, I'm all in. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely been harder this year. But as we've shown, there are there are positives. Yeah. No, there absolutely is for sure. And I think that's a good note on which to yeah. wrap up 2022. Last one, 2022, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. We'd have 51 episodes. I think that's 40, 45 episodes this year, 46, something yeah. like that. Um, So it's been a crazy year for the podcast. And hey, we're going to keep on going into yeah. 2023. So yeah, let's end it on a positive note. Uh, Rob, Absolutely. where can we find you? Uh, token Gamer. Goimer. <laughs> token Goimer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. TokenGamer.io um, for all blockchain gaming news and metaverse news. Um, then we've got our Twitch channel. Um, just search Token Gamer on anything and you'll find us at Token Gamer News on Twitter. Um, and you can find me personally in some places. Um, yeah, that, that's it. You'll find me if you want to find me. Uh, over to you, John. Awesome. Uh, so NFTinsider.io for the latest NFT news and blockchain gaming news, all that good stuff. Um, got a few end of year articles and videos to come out. So look out for those. Uh, and at NFT Insider underscore IO on Twitter and Instagram. Um, oh, and our newsletter, NFT Insider.io forward slash newsletter, uh, has some cool giveaways in the last few weeks. So go check that out. Uh, me personally, at Hydropowered, H-Y-D-R-O-P-W-R-D on everything. Let's not everything. list them again. Yep. Um, Twitter's the best one. Um, pop me a GM. I'll always reply. And I think that's everything from me. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a, a rough year but i hope you are still um hope you're all still alive and and functioning and looking forward to 2023 which let's face it no i'm not saying no that. don't say i'm not that. saying don't. that i'm not saying that i didn't say it i didn't say it you filled in the blanks i i you may have filled them in incorrectly um but let's hope 2023 is a an uptick and we see more positives and we because we've as we've just shown there there has been a lot of positives so 2023 Let's see. Um, hopefully it improves. I don't know how to do these outros. Uh, I don't know how I've ended up in the situation where I'm doing the outro. So, uh, John, do you, do you want to play us out? Oh, no. Oh, I've really, no, no. I've, have I got a double down? No, go on. Go on. Go for it. Okay. Well, I hope you had a good Christmas and a good festive period. Um, if you celebrate it. If you don't, then I hope you had a nice week. Uh, 2022 is now over or it will be over by the next episode um, so i hope you have a nice new year's i hope you had a good 2022 and we will see you in 2023